You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Welcome one, welcome all. Merry Christmas, happy holidays. It is Tuesday, December 20th, 2022, 7.01 p.m. Central Standard Time. That means that we are live on the Blog and the Boys YouTube channel for our weekly BTB roundtable. You can, of course, join us live. You can catch us after the fact at your own convenience. You can always listen to this show on the Blog and the Boys podcast network at your own audio perusal as well. My name is RJ Ochoa. Tonight, I will be playing the role of Santa Claus. I have all basically 12 of the reindeer, all of the 100 elves joining me on this particular roundtable. King Arthur had nothing on the size of this mahogany piece of wood. Let's go ahead and go in clockwise order if you are watching us on YouTube. Tony Catalina came in a standard Santa Claus hat, not a Cowboys-themed one, so I can't give you points for that. Antonio, how are you doing on this particular Tuesday evening? I'm feeling good. It's, it's the week of Christmas. I'm ready to go. It's great to see that your uh, internet is still slightly delayed like it has been over the last couple of weeks, so we're dealing with that already. Fumble out the gate, no big deal, we'll, we'll power through. Uh, Brandon Laurie, um, you know, basically come to be known as B2 around here. Uh, the platform that we use has centered you. Um, that was not me. That was just the way the platform did it. You're looking sharp. The audio audience cannot see. Uh, is that a salmon? Maybe a light red colored shirt and an actual red polka dotted tie. Uh, 10 out of 10. They say dress to the nines, but that is a 10. Thank you. Yeah, it's actually red, and it's a tie that has uh, Christmas hats and candy canes on it. Uh, it's a little far away, but yeah, I tried doing uh, all Christmas stuff. Well done. David Howman, not my old roommate from college, Nico, you are here. And by the way, Kevin has given us five points to everyone dressed in Cowboys gear. That would include Tony Catalina. That would include you. And I'm not going to go through all the rest of the names so I don't spoil things for the podcast audience. But David Howman, you're wearing an ugly Dallas Cowboys Christmas sweater. How long have you had that one in the chamber? Uh, I've had it for a while, and not only am I wearing the sweater, but I have these gloves, but uh, the gloves are off for tonight, so <laughs> we're, we're going to have a good show tonight. Uh, well, well, the Arctic Five points for you, Alvin. Five points for coming. you. It's uh, coming. Dave Sturcio was – I don't know who Sturch was fired up at. Maybe it was you, Danny Phantom. You and Sturch have kind of developed into to foils for one another. Do you feel that way, Danny? Do you feel some sense of consternation between you and Dave? No, I, I think he's just always kind of just amped up, you know, and uh, I don't know. I think just lately we've kind of been at ends a little bit. So uh, I didn't know I don't have any gloves at all. So <laughs> I don't know what to do with my hands. <laughs> Sturge, are, do you feel, Sturge, who you're with here with us also, like you're kind of making a straw man argument. Like nobody's really arguing with you. You just want to fight. That's how you I, I feel like I'm just going to unlock the, the cage and, and you're going to come out guns blazing. Listen, uh, you know, for every time I've ever tuned into the show, it's always like, you know, hey, you know, this and that and ha la la and everybody's kumbaya. Guys, somebody's got to bring the fire, right? Somebody's got to bring the fire and light a fire under all your keisters tonight, boys. 
Well, you know what, Sturge? I don't believe you have done a roundtable with Chris Holling, one of our newer members here around Blogger Boys. Everybody can follow him on Instagram, Dallas Cowboys Squad, one of the best Cowboys fan pages on the IG. Uh, Chris, I don't know if you're a bigger homer than Sturge or not. Like, the two of you are kind of going to go neck and neck, I think, for that title here tonight. Are you here to tell us how the Cowboys are not going to lose a single game from here on through the Super Bowl? You're exactly right. They are not losing one more game the rest of the season. They are winning the Super Bowl. So... you know, did you, you, you know, I'm a confident to understand guy, one so. another. All right, here we go. Uh, Aiden Davis finally took some time away from joining the corporate world. Uh, you hear him every Monday on First and Ten. Aiden, congratulations on graduating college. You're the smartest kid in town. Uh, what's it like paying taxes? Uh, it's horrible. You know, <laughs> IRS is underrated. Those guys deserve some appreciation, too. Chris, Christmas time, got to give love to everybody. Shout out to you know the what? IRS. Does he work for the IRS? IRS listeners? <laughs> yeah. uh, wow. Negative 10 points for Aiden Davis. Brandon Clements, B1, you are wearing a Christmas sweater, I think, or some sort of sweater. Can you explain to us what it is? Um, it's uh, it's a Christmas tree. It looks like there's a – you can't really see here, but it's a, a gingerbread house. I have, I've had it in the uh, in the chamber, as you say, for a few years. My wife got it for me, so it was for a work a work thing. So I brought it out for the occasion tonight. Uh, well, you know, um, good for you, Brandon. So a couple of things. Johnny Boy here with us says hitting the eggnog early tonight. I've asked everyone to bring cards because it is a full house. So the podcast audience is going to miss out on this. Agree or disagree? Eggnog is good. You all have cards to show us how you feel. Uh, thanks to all of the voices in the room. Uh, we've got Chris Holling says agree. Aiden agree. Uh, Sturch and Brandon didn't understand the question. Thank you, uh, no, no, uh, Brandon. Agree. Tony I, I agree. Everyone I, except Sturch put up a, a card. Wh- why? Can I answer why? I mean, I I've never had a sip of eggnog in my life. Mm. Okay. So how the well, hell am know? I supposed to give an accurate response? You're not missing out. Well, that's you what go. I'm saying. And your card was upside down, by the way. Uh, Aiden, Kevin has taken away five points from you uh, for saying the IRS is <laughs> underrated. Uh, Skyler has taken away five points from you for being away so long that they forgot what you look like. In fact, is that a different background? I can't even remember at this point in time. It's been so long. This is my parents' house. So, oh, okay. You know what? Well, you know, spend- you got to save up. Plus you know? five for spending time with family by chance. Um, there you go. No, that's not how we roll. All right, let's go ahead and get into it. We, we, kind, of have to, we, we kind of have to touch on this Jaguars loss. We have a lot to get into when it comes to this, this Saturday Christmas Eve game against the Philadelphia Eagles, but the tenor of Cowboys nation is fragile right now. Um, Dave Sturge, I'm going to start with you. You said something on first and 10 this week that I thought was actually, you know, a little bit of cold, hard, hard truth that I think some people need to hear. And it's that the Cowboys fans can be kind of weak, can be kind of soft. And the Cowboys fans, some of them are overreacting a little bit to what we saw in Jacksonville. It was bad. It was embarrassing. It was frustrating. There are no excuses for it. But Sturge, I'll start it off with you. How are we feeling? Panicked? Not worried at all? Where are you at on the uh, concern spectrum? There is no reason to be panicked over a 10-win team. Let's start off by saying that, right? 10-win team is only six other teams outside of us that have 10 wins or more. That means the rest of the league stink, right? Um, when I look at this Dallas Cowboys team and specifically this past Sunday, I'm not worried per se. We've seen this, we've seen this song and dance, right? We've seen them underachieve in, in certain games and not show up for certain situations. But overall, 10 wins is 10 wins, man. And we've we've rattled off a lot of improbable wins. Guys, remember, we would have never been in this spot, situation if it wasn't for the defense. I saw takes about how they hate the defense. I'm like, when, what are we talking about here? And then I saw takes about how you know we're underachieving. Again, Cooper Rush for the, for a month. You know what I mean? Like this team is to me right now is in a position with now with with everything about developing, which we'll get into tonight. But like you know, there's a so 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 far outside chance 
that we could be singing the division title back to back. I know it's a very, very far off chance. But again, you got to assume that after this and the only reason why I say no panic, and I know this is a long winded answer. I'm sorry. But the reason why I say don't panic, they lost that first game, ripped off four straight. They lost another game, ripped off two straight. They lost another game, ripped off another four straight. So this team responds to adversity and the struggles. And I'm well prepared to eat crow next week if they drop one to Philly. But I got a good feeling. In all likelihood, the Jalen Hurts list, Philadelphia Eagles, we will touch on that, obviously. Jess Navarro's fellow BTBer has joined to deliver points. Jess, uh, Jessica Claus. Um, Jess Claus is hard to say, Jess, so sorry. Uh, Jessica Claus is a little bit easier. Skyler notes that Jess is in the house. Johnny Boy says, preach, Sturge, the first and 10 boys threw down yesterday. Everybody can listen to first and 10 once again on the Blog of the Boys podcast network. Aiden, you were there. You mistakenly said that the Cowboys were underdogs against the Eagles. You quickly recovered thanks to your first and 10 mates. That line has actually grown uh, for various reasons. Do you agree with Sturch or are you kind of like you know Sturch I love you man but like there there are some legitimate things to be a little bit teeny bit concerned by I agree with Sturch in terms of the talent on this team I firmly believe that after what I've seen if the Cowboys play a full four quarters of football they are by far the best team in the NFL and I'll say that with my chest the issue is is getting those consistent four quarters has been I mean, we haven't seen it since the Vikings game. And so that's what's concerning me is heading into playoff time. If you want to win the Super Bowl, you're going to have to put together 16 straight quarters of good football. The Cowboys can't put together two lately. So I think this team, I'm not panicking. I just need to see some consistency going forward before playoffs. Chris, I mentioned it. You're feeling very optimistic in this team. AJ gave Sturge five points and said, our losses weirdly have come to three below 500 teams in Philly. And even then, the Philly game was with Cooper Rush, your quarterback. So do you share this sentiment that this is some sort of aberration and exception? This isn't really who the Cowboys are, at least the second half team we saw in Jacksonville? I have no panic about the actual loss, per se, on the record. I do have a little bit of worry about some of these positions that did hurt us during the game, like Kelvin Joseph. He he really struggled losing Leighton Vander Esch. I mean, I'm kind of concerned about how they're going to defend the run game without Leighton Vander Esch in the game. So there's aspects to the Cowboys that I'm worried about right now, but I still think that they have so much talent and they really should be able to put it together and make a deep playoff run. By the way, Chris, that new microphone sounds very sharp. Just so you know, you sound nice, crisp, Thank and you. clean. Uh, Danny Phantom, it feels like you've been waiting. You know, McCarthy, slip up, dude, slip up. I'm ready to pounce. I want to take you to it. And so Mike McCarthy and his Cowboys, they blew a 14-point lead in the fourth quarter alone to the Green Bay Packers, the House of Horrors, Mike McCarthy's former team. They blew a 17-point lead against the Jacksonville Jaguars. And so Kevin says, look, I'm going to take five points away from Sturge because I understand what's going on here, but they have now done this not once, but twice. So where do you fall, Danny? Are you a little bit more like, hey, guys, this is a bigger deal than we're all making it out to be? No, I, I agree with Kevin. I think the answers are getting better as we move away towards Sturch. Um, I do think that uh, – no, I, I am concerned. I'm not panicking, but um, I'm concerned because I don't believe in Mike McCarthy. I haven't. Um, I don't want – I'm not waiting for this moment. I, I'm, I, I'm hoping this moment never comes. But we're coming off two games where, you know, people say one game, you know, the Houston game also happened, and we have to remember that too. I think that was our t- our time where we're like, all right, we escaped. Now let's come out and have our statement game. And then there was Jacksonville, and so to me, I- I'm concerned with the present state of the team, and I'm pre- I'm concerned with the just the. I feel like McCarthy doesn't know how good his team's not, and he, he he's just saying how confident he is, and everybody's just you know. 
fist bumping and stuff. And I, I just feel like there's there's work to be done. He's not seeing it. And to me, that's a big problem. And it's the same problem that I've had with them and nothing's changed. So yeah, I'm I'm a little down on on things right now. Hellman, um, Danny said that, you know, okay, we all thought the Cowboys would kind of bounce back and, and throttle Jacksonville. They did. I mean, like, you know, they, they lost, but they did. I mean, they they put up the performance early on and the whole game counts, but they did kind of show up and show out, you know, for the most part. And then the bad part happened. But you wrote today, the McCarthy Chronicles, something that I thought was interesting. You are starting to somewhat doubt Mike McCarthy yourself. And I am very upset about that because you and I have been on this island together. Yeah, well, I've been I've been singing McCarthy's praises for a while now, and now it's it's become a point. You know, Danny mentioned not not only the Jaguars game, the Houston game, but there was also the Colts game. They had that great fourth quarter, but before that, they were losing to the Colts, the Jeff Saturday Colts. And you know, three weeks in a row now, they have flirted with disaster. They've come out the first two games, they came out and started horribly. Then they picked it up, and then against Jacksonville, to your point, they started out great. But then they finish the game horribly. And it's not just about how you start. It's about how you finish. So three weeks in a row, they have come against three teams that they were supposed to easily beat those teams. They played around with their food. They played down to their opponent's level. And two of those three times, they were able to escape. And then this time, they actually got burned. To me, I, I'm i hoping that I'm wrong. And I hope that Mike McCarthy turns around and proves me right for all my belief all year. But at this point... I was looking for them to respond after the Texans game being a near scare. And the Jaguars were a team that if you didn't play the way that they're capable of, they were going to beat you. That happened. And I just have to come back to like, when are the Cowboys going to stop overlooking teams? Because it's been going on for a while. I thought McCarthy was starting to change the tide. Clearly it has not happened yet. So I need to see that from him in order to get that trust back from me. Brandon Clements, when we were talking about what we were going to talk about tonight, uh, Danny agreed, by the way. You all can – good point, Danny. Danny picks up some points. You can agree or disagree with people as they speak. That was kind of the whole purpose of the card. So, once again, thank you to Danny Phantom. Uh, you were dubbed the Scrooge of uh, of the group a little while ago in the chat. Sorry. Uh, but, Brandon Clements, um, you said you were a glass-half-full guy. What is the glass-half-full perspective here? Because the agreement happening is kind of the glass-half-empty. Like, I'm, I'm there, there's no eggnog here. This is 49% eggnog as far as we're all concerned. Cowboys are 10 and four, like Sturch was saying. I mean, they're, they've had a great season. They, they won a handful of games with a backup quarterback. And they're, yes, they're, they had, they had to slip up against the Jags, but to be honest with you, the Jags, the Jags, I think are coming along at the wrong time. I mean, they, if they would have came along a little bit sooner, they could be looking really at the playoffs at this point. I think they're a better team than what their record suggests. I think Trevor Lawrence, I think Trevor Lawrence is a talented player and he's, he's finally showing what people thought of him as a first overall pick, you know, a few years back. That team, that team's going to be, a, they're going to be good going forward. So it wasn't, it was a tough loss given how it played out with the pick six at the end of the game. But the Jacksonville Jaguars, regardless of record, that they're, they're a team on the up and up. So, I mean, I, that's, I'm not really concerned about the loss. I think, I think we just have to work, uh, work through these injuries. I'd like to see some more, uh, sh- I want to see some things shaken up in that secondary. I want to see chef. I want to see Kendall Sheffield. I want to, I want to see, uh, um, I forget the other guy's name all the time, but Sheffield's one of the guys that I want to see. I want to see uh, Deron Bland. I want to see him. Actually, I want to see him on the outside. I think he can do it. And I think I think the cornerback depth is a concern, but I'd like to see some of the other guys come in and play because obviously Calvin Joseph's not the answer. Calvin Joseph just needs to stay off, uh, off the field, aside from maybe special teams. But Nishan Wright, I think, you know, I, I thought he did okay. I, there was a few sequences that he looked okay. 
So I'd like to see a little bit more out of him. I feel like at this point I've seen enough out of Calvin Joseph to, you know, I, I, like the Cowboys did. So he's sitting, the, he's sitting on the pine. So, uh, but again, the Nashawn Wright, I want to see more of. Trayvon Mullen, that's what I was thinking of. That, that's another player who's, he's a, he's a former second round pick. He's got enough, enough juice, I think, to, to come in and help. And he's definitely an upgrade over Calvin Joseph. I mean, that's not really saying much, but I think, I think Trayvon could play the outside. You could play Nashawn Wright inside, outside keep Calvin Joseph on the bench. And then if you need to throw right in, I think that, I think that helps, you know, helps matters, you know, down the line, but I don't think he needs, I don't think he needs to be in the game. I think the concern at this point is injuries. And I, you know, Leighton Vander Esch, uh, luckily he avoided a serious injury uh, to his neck. We all know about the issues there. It's, it's a, it's a stinger or a shoulder stinger, right shoulder. So I, I'm, I just want to see him healthy at this point. And I think the nice part about where we are in the season, there's just a few games left in the year to, to put the pieces together. I think Trayvon Mullen needs to play. Uh, some significant uh, snaps. I do think, I do think Kendall Sheffield needs to, to see some snaps just because they got to piece this together because regardless of who's under center, uh, Garner Minshew is still a pretty good quarterback uh, for the Eagles. I think he's one of the best backups in the league. So regardless, they're going to be at a they're going to have a good test this weekend against uh, AJ Brown and Devontae Smith. B2, um, a.k.a. Hugh Grant's character in Love Actually, based on how you're addressed tonight. Um, Johnny Boy RN um, says, when a team gives up a 17-point lead and can't close out the game after recovering a fumble with a minute and 30 seconds left, it is concerning. I lean on coaching there. Uh, we might as well have the discussion. And then, Tony, I promise your time is coming. What did you make of the decision to go for it on third and 10? Because I do think that that is the difference in this coaching staff um, versus the previous one, right? Let it all hang out. Go for it. Uh, you all are eligible, by the way, to hold your signs up. Once again, points to Danny. So Danny agrees with the decision to go for it on third and 10 to throw the ball. We can debate, obviously, what the, the best execution was there. Uh, but B1, or excuse me, B2, it's such a confusing thing. Um, do you like that disposition? Do you trust that disposition moving forward, the coaching staff that's going to let it all hang out? I like the aggressive play calling, uh, but have a better play called, I think, in that situation. Um, to me, I would have thrown on first down, possibly, you know, but then again, you're back behind the sticks on the first play, you know, losing three yards. You're already trying to figure out what to do. Um, so I think I like the aggressive mentality. The defense at that point was already banged up. So the Jags were not showing any signs of slowing down. So I understand that you want to get ahead of your opponent in that situation. But to me, you have to throw the ball to a better player than Noah Brown. And that's nothing against Noah Brown and the type of game that he had. I just would prefer to go with somebody like a Michael Gallup, a Dalton Schultz, a CeeDee Lamb, some guy who at least is proven to be in that type of situation, you know, a big ball receiver. Um, Noah Brown has caught great passes in the clutch times of games, the Bengals game specifically. But I just think when you throw to him, there's a lot more things that can go wrong. Um, and I just, we talked about this on the writer's block podcast, um, you know, with Jess and Dave, uh, that came out this morning, how I think Kellen Moore, he is a good play caller. I don't think he's great. I think there's a separation between him with the other guys, like an Andy Reed, a Sean McVay, these guys who have been there, done it. Um, to me, it's the situational play calling, you know, he needs to get a little bit better. We saw the fourth down call in green Bay, like come up with better game plans to get your guys in the best position. The, the, the game ceiling interception play, I thought was a great call. It's just Noah Brown dropped the ball. So like he's shown that he can do it. I just need in that type of situation, when you're trying to run out the clock, figure out a better play to call in that situation. 
That's well said. All right, Grant G, nineteen seventy one. I saw your super chat. Don't worry, but I wanted to save it for Tony Catalina because Tony, you've kind of turned a a bit of a of a tide. You know, a year ago at this time, we were sitting here, we were talking about maybe drawing the Philadelphia Eagles in the playoffs, and you said, "I want them." You said, "I." It's about pure total disrespect. I think so lowly of them that I want the Cowboys in to face the Eagles in the playoffs. And then you kind of wanted the 49ers that blew up in all of our faces, obviously. Um, listening to you on first and ten. You're kind of walking back some faith in this team, and, and and you're kind of walking back some faith in the aggression of this team that Brandon just lauded. Are you? Do you wish this team was more conservative? Do, you know, do you feel like that's the the better direction for them to go in? I mean, I like aggression, and I think understanding what they do and how they handle things is this is what they are, and this is what they this is what they've been over the last few years. I think there's a time and a place for everything, right? I think, um, you know, that third and 10, why I disagree is yes, it's a kill shot. If you hit it, it's big time, but we're sitting here talking about it in a very positive manner, but there was such a low chance of that hitting in that moment where there are other things. that are just a better play. I mean, if they can burn their time out there, just simply make them burn their time out. It's a totally different ball game. I think it's a whole situation handled differently. Um, I, I don't walk back on this team. I'm still bullish on this team. I mean, like Sturt said, I mean, they're 10 and four. They're a good football team. Let's not confuse this. What, what what we are seeing, though, is a team that has some concerns, some some things that we knew, talked about, and, and discussed all the time that injuries were going to be a problem. Now those injuries are coming, you know, to the forefront a little bit. And, and it's, you know, it's a tough situation to sit here and say, you know, we lose. I agree. I, I'm not. You know, Anthony Brown isn't a world beating cornerback, but if you lose Anthony Brown, the wheels shouldn't fall off the secondary, right? I mean, I think there he's had an up and down season, but now we're sitting here saying, hopefully it's Mullins, hopefully it's Sheffield, hopefully it's, you know, Alexander. Like we're just looking for anybody to solidify the second cornerback spot. So there are weaknesses. I mean, we saw what this team looked like when Leighton Vandash went out, they couldn't stop the run. Now we got Hankins out. So there are some things and some concerning signs moving forward. But all that being said, you know, this Eagles game, I don't care if it's, you know, I don't care if it's Jalen Hurts or anybody else out there playing quarterback. If they win this football game, I think you should feel really good about that. And, you know, moving forward, we'll see what happens. Mm. Okay, Tony, you inspired this question. We'll go in um, in clockwise order here. So we'll start with you. Uh, for you panelists, you do have your agree-disagree cards. Is this the lowest, the way we're talking about right now, Tuesday, December 20th, 7.22 p.m. Central Standard Time, is this the lowest that you have thought of the Cowboys since Dak Prescott returned? So since the Lions game to now, agree means yes, this is the lowest that I have thought of this team. Disagree means no. At one point since Dak came back specifically, I have thought less of them. So again, make sure we're talking about since Dak Prescott returned, the Cooper Rush era is not. Tony, you've got agree up. That means this is the lowest you have thought of them since Dak Prescott came back. Give me in a few short words why. It's simply because they've shown us some some concerning signs over the last month. Even in victory, it's been tough. Like the Houston Texans game, you know, the first half of the Colts game, you know, finding a way to lose this Jacksonville game. They've just seen things play out in front of us that I need to stop the bleeding on for me to really feel more comfortable about this team going into the playoffs. You've all put your cards down, so it's very difficult for me to remember uh, what <laughs> what you said initially. Uh, Brandon, Laurie, you disagree. What was the lowest you thought of them then, if it's not right now? Yeah, I thought the lowest was the Texans game um, for me. And again, that's nothing against the Texans. They took the Chiefs to overtime. But to me, still the mobile quarterback is an issue. And I know Trevor Lawrence is a mobile guy, but he stood in the pocket 
you know, a lot more on Sunday. I, I think that when you look at the playoffs and, you know, the, the clash that will inevitably go with against the Eagles, you know, if you proceed and, and move on in the playoffs, I think that that is a little bit troubling for me. And that still needs to be cleaned up. I, that's why I wish, you know, things were different for hopefully with Saturday. But um, I, I still need to see things from that game. I like the 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 fact that the Cowboys came out to an early lead. That's what we were asking for, for a, for a while. It's I, I always said that the, or I said on the podcast that the Jaguars beat the Cowboys at their own game. You know, they started out slow and then won in the end. And like what uh, somebody said earlier, you know, it's not how you start. It's about how you finish. I think Howman said it. So I think that the Cowboys, they, they showed how they can be aggressive on offense, score a lot of points and, but you just need to finish the game. I think injuries are starting to pile up and I don't blame that on the team itself, you need to position guys in a better situation. But I think that with three games left in the season, you can figure that out. Howman, you seem to think this is the lowest. Why is this lower than the time period following the Packers loss? Well, first of all, they, after the Packers lost, they came out and they responded by ripping the Vikings apart. They even well, I'm talking about the Tuesday. Like we're, you know, we, you know, we can't like use the, all of the context. we got to talk about the way we felt following a particular game. Right. Well, this, this also has, you know, this, this feels lower because it's also coming after the two other games against the mm. Texans and the Colts. So it's an accumulation of things. You know, the, the Packers, they were coming off two strong wins uh, since Daka came back over the Lions and the Bears. And, you know, there was also just the aspect of, you know, with the Packers, it was like, OK, Aaron Rodgers did it again. You can kind of write it off as that's just what Aaron Rodgers does to the Cowboys. But this is more concerning to me because. We've, we've seen them not be able to put together a complete game since that Vikings game. They've struggled, whether it be the first half, second half. And, you know, I, I know at the beginning, Sturge said that the defense shouldn't get that much criticism. They've gotten worse over these last few games. They gave up 23 points to the Texans. Davis Mills and Jeff Driscoll putting that much points on the Dallas defense should not happen. Against Jackson, what about the Chiefs? Well, they, are, they have a terrible defense. That's yeah, the Chiefs have a terrible defense. They're supposed to go to the Super Bowl, though. But the boy, he's talking about the defense. I mean, that's that's a fair yeah. point. But the Chiefs aren't winning games because of their defense. They're winning because of Patrick Mahomes. The Cowboys, for most of the season, were winning because of their defense. And they got manhandled by the Texans. Then you go up against the Jaguars. And, I mean, the pass rush was doing a great job to the, to the point they had, you know, more pressures in that game that they've had since week five. But they never got home because the coverage was so bad on the back end. Trevor Lawrence got the ball out quick, and he got it to open guys because the coverage has become a problem. They were running all over because the run defense has gotten worse. And, you know, that's Jonathan Hankins, who won't come back until the playoffs. That's Leighton Van Der Esch, who they say is going to miss probably a couple games. Um, that's, you know, the next two games, it's Eagles and Titans. Those are two teams that run the ball really well. So these are problems that are not going away. That's why I feel worse about it than I have at any other point since Dak came back. Danny, you um you kind of played around with it. You agree. So this is is this maybe the worst you felt all season? Because you could argue that maybe we never truly felt bad during the Cooper Rush days. I, I'm not trying to change the question, but because you know we kind of had that you know that sort of lifeline, right? Like we had that to burn, right? Like well, we can't really feel bad about this. It's Cooper Rush. Is this the lowest point of the season for you? Oh, the, the entire season. That's tough Anybody's because dial-up internet going on. By the way, is that you, Tony? I think it might be you. Oh, um. Danny, go ahead. The, the, this, the thing is, so no, this is the lowest, and it's because I've seen Dak, and now that I've seen Dak play, and I've seen how how he's performing, I'm not concerned with Dak. So there's other elements now that I'm concerned with, in particular, and Hellman, you know, spoke on already. But I mean, if you look at the past few games, five games or whatever, 
we have, we are we are losing quarters. We've lost more quarters than we've won. We are we are playing more bad football than we're playing good football. This is the part that concerns me. And the, and for us to suddenly not be able to stop teams on defense, I mean that's I just I can just see the San Francisco game and just being a complete mess. This things are starting to to not go so good and you know through injury or whatever, but if teams are figuring us out and they're starting to take advantage of of some of the things that we do on defense and to our defense isn't playing to that level, then it puts everything back on our offense again. And we're just not consistent enough to, to be a team that can, can win at, at, you know, take that next. It, I just feel like we've seen this before, you know, I'm not, the reason why I'm feel this way is because McCarthy is a fraud. That's ah, why. Oh, um, damn. I mean, oh my you know God. what? Yeah. Back to back 10 win teams. He sucks. You know, 10 <laughs> sucks. Was, you know, if I was saying 10 win teams, start to be like, you celebrate 10 wins. You know what? We've been here before. We want something else. We Who haven't cares? been here before. That's the difference. We haven't been to this point of back to back 10 win okay. teams, back to back playoff appearances. We, it, it has been a very, very long time. Jason Garrett never accomplished those things. Yeah. You know what? Jason Garrett also beat the Jaguars. Was he you know, a fraud? He's the, he's the only team in the last 20 years. Well, was he coached. a fraud? If McCarthy's a fraud, then Jason Garrett's a capital F. Fraud. Also, he beat you the Jaguars what? with Blake Bortles. That's different you know from Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> Yeah, you want that. You, you want, mean, that's another debate if you want to go. You know, but uh, you know, you guys, you guys love McCarthy because he's not Jason Garrett. Well, I'm telling you something. You know what? If the Cowboys don't even get to the divisional round in the first three years of McCarthy's, I mean, how's that going to make you feel? I mean, well, they you're going to make be, it the playoffs I, in the I, first three years I'll, of Jason Garrett. I'll tell you how it's going to make you feel. You're going to be wanting Sean Payton, and I'll be on the other end telling you about. You know, I, I go through this with you guys all the time with the coaches. It's like, okay, so when, so when we want, so so if that if that plays out the way you're saying it's going to play out, and we all say, ah, oh, you're right, Mike can't get the big game done, so now we want Sean Payton. Who are you going to turn on? Like, who who are we going for? I'm not who's the head coach of the Cowboys next year. I'm not turning on anyone. I think you just said Mike McCarthy's a fraud, Danny. <laughs> no, I, I I've never liked McCarthy. That's not changed. I'm not turning on McCarthy. I just I didn't like him as a hire. I don't like him now. I will say, uh, Dan, Danny is at least marching to the the same beat here. I mean, he he was you know he thought McCarthy was a fraud day one. So I mean, the fact that we're at like day you know 1100 and he's still saying it, he is at the very least consistent in that sense. Um, to get kind of back on track, as we kind of like you know weave through this, we have a lot of people here, so we kind of have to twist this up a bit. Sturge, I will say, Danny makes a a solid point. I think, and Howman kind of touched on this too. No offense to Tony or, or B two, but. We thought this was different, right? Like th what we're seeing is starting to feel like similarly good Cowboys teams from the past. And and I, I recognize that people are getting triggered, right? Like, oh, cool. You have an offense that can score, but that defense you had, that different thing that you had, that's no longer there. So like we've kind of seen this movie before, like, oh, man, they're leaving the bad guy knocked out on the ground. They're not chopping his head off. You know, we've seen this happen before. Even in the end of 2020, as abysmal as that was, our defense started to come around. That was a historically bad defense, right? Like, at the end of the year, they started to play better. 2021 last year, all of a sudden, we're like, wow, we got ourselves a nice little unit here. 2022, we're talking about them as if they were the Chicago Bears of 85 and the Ravens of 2000. Guys, I'm here to just remind you that all those players, minus Anthony Brown and sometimes Leighton Vander Esch, they're all there still. They're all there. Like, this is not some flash in a pan because of the last couple of weeks we're supposed to give up on the defense. Like, what are we talking about here? The reason why we're even in this conversation and we're not talking about packing in our bags for next season is because of the defense. It's because of the defense, man. Look, you're telling me Cooper Rush went out there and balled out? Guys, well, since Dak's been back, it's been 34-plus points a game, guys. So if our defense can't hold them to 30 or less, then that's a problem. Yesterday or last Sunday, week, that, yeah, that's, Sunday that's was the, the exception. 
Sunday um, was the one where it's like, what the hell is happening here? The wheels are falling off. We can't find a corner. Calvin Joseph should be fired into the sun. Like, this is like ridiculous at this point, guys. Like, we're all we're all on this 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 train of just like a locomotive that's headed right towards a wall. That's just like like we're all ready to crash. Like, why not for the first time in all of our lives, like at least our adult lives? That we just sit back, relax, and say, all right, you know what? We're in a position right now where we can play the fossil in the first round, right? Get that done, and then go somewhere else and play somewhere and play good football. This team is not as bad as Phantom is painting them out to be. I forgot that Tony no, had no, a whiteboard. You know, so Tony's that, been changing the things he writes. He's like, he's like the other, who's the guy in the, the one show? What they keep talking I don't want to, I don't want Sturch misre- misrepresenting me here. I do not think that we're bad. I just do not think that we're as good as you guys have been saying that we we are as good as. So you know what, what is the what is the age old saying, Phantom? You are what your record says you are, and this team is ten and four right now, and but the but the potential okay. to finish with twelve or thirteen wins this year. Well, I don't want you to. I don't want to hear about how not good Jason Garrett was because you know what he had winning seasons too, and nobody cares about that. Um, when Jason Garrett won football games, I'm sorry, was I like mad about it? Like I don't know, I don't know what you're saying here. Um, so a couple of things to kind of tie up here. First of all, Rick has given us a new, a new nickname, Pistol Sturch. I kind of like that. Um, so, um, you know, well, kind of a workshopping thing. Uh, but so Diesel being made right now. Diesel says Danny Phantom is telling the truth. Jess is screaming Danny. They are 10 and 4. So kind of like people all over the place here. Um, I Louder, do. Um, Danny, just quickly here. Mark says, if you're calling McCarthy a fraud, then so is Dan Quinn because our defense is failing too. Dan Quinn is getting zero backlash for what happened on Sunday in Jacksonville. Chris, I'm coming to you briefly. Danny, one word, yes or no, is Dan Quinn at all to blame for what's happening lately? Oh, yeah, yeah. That was two words, so you know, kind of disqualification. Chris, you are, are vehemently shaking your head. You don't want to see any Dan Quinn slander. By the way, uh, if somebody can fact, next, never mind. Chris, go ahead. I absolutely don't want to see any Dan Quinn slander because the defense has been exceptional. And think about it. Realistically speaking, the pressure was actually pretty good in that Jaguars game. I know that it didn't look like that at first glance, but they had a lot of pressures. Micah had a lot of pressures. It really came down to Trevor Lawrence being great and Kelvin Joseph being awful. I mean, I, I, I mean, like his rap nickname is Boss Man Fat. It should be called Boss Man Trash because he's, he's, he's horrible. He shouldn't be on the field. He should be gone. So... So I don't think that Dan Quinn deserves any real criticism for his coaching. I still think that 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 the defense is great. I think that if there's any coordinator who deserves criticism, it's Kellen Moore because his situational play calling continues to be awful. And at the end of the day, he just doesn't stick to a simple, consistent game plan. So I think if there's any coordinator who's who should be criticized, it's Kellen Moore, not Dan Quinn. Can I? Can I? I'm just, I, I, I don't, don't want to interrupt, but like there's there's a, there's a there's a thing where it, like in this chat it said somebody is in there. Diesel eighty. Dak is turning into Romo. No, no, you're search, turning Dak into Romo. Search, search. You're, you're very very ready Relax. to jump. Jump at the things that are topical, please. We don't need to relitigate all these old debates. Um, Aiden. Vance brings up a great point. You know, Chris over here like, hey, everybody chill out. This Dan Quinn slander. But Vance is, are we not concerned with Dan Quinn not helping boss man during the game? In fact, in Kelvin Joseph's replacement, Nishan Wright, I was told by many Cowboys fans, hey, this is Dan Quinn's dude. Y'all shut the hell up. I don't want to hear anybody complaining about Nishan Wright because Dan Quinn stood up for him. I would die for Dan Quinn, Aiden. And look <laughs> at what, what he's putting out on the field. He should be held accountable. I know Howman disagreed with Chris a moment ago, but Aiden. Yeah, actually, you took my – that. He Vance took my comment out from under me because what I was gonna say is I think you have access to the comments, so I I don't know that maybe you stole it from him. So (laughs) sure, what I think is happening, and I looked at it. It's you can see it mostly with Donovan Wilson. I think Dan Quinn got so concerned with stopping the run 
that he's pulling safeties out from deep like Dono. That's what Dono's been great in run defense lately, but you haven't really seen him in coverage. And so it leads to these big plays over the top, like what we saw with Anthony Brown before he got injured. We saw this last week. If you look at the play where Calvin Joseph got absolutely burned deep, the safety was on the ground. He was supposed to be covering that deep play over the top and he was nowhere to be seen. So yes, Calvin Joseph's bad. We all know this. I don't think anybody would debate this, but what I, Dan Quinn's not above reproach here. I mean, if you're going to, I'm not going to blame Kellen Moore for putting up 34 points and then just completely turn around and say, no, but Dan Quinn, you're, you're okay. You allowed 34 points too, but it's okay, buddy. I mean, we have to, we have to treat them equally here. To that point, Dan Quinn's the one who kind of got worked a little bit against the Houston Texans. Dan Quinn's the one who couldn't get to Matt Ryan. No sacks against Matt Ryan. I mean, you know, one of, one of the, you know, most statue-like quarterbacks in the NFL and Dan Quinn's mighty defense with all these pass rushers who we all foam at the mouth over could not get to him. Howman, you were um, sort of with your card vehemently defending Kellen Moore. Um, do you believe, because Chris brought this up in the chat that we were talking about um, on Monday, are you, do you think Kellen is at all to blame right now? Do you think Kellen is taking too much heat? I, I think he's taking too much heat, but he's not without blame. I mean, the, the play calling on that final possession and regulation, I, I think, was was just poorly done. Not just the call on third down, but the play, the two plays before that that, you know, netted zero yards between the two plays. But, I mean, we're talking about, like, this offense just put up 34 points. And, like, the league average for scoring this year is 22 points. So they're well above average, even against the Texans when they had a pretty terrible performance offensively. They still put up well over the league average. They almost got to 30 points in, in week 15 alone. The Cowboys offense was 10th in EPA per play. They were third in offensive success rate. So like to come away from that game and say like Kellen Moore is the one that is the problem when your defense is giving up that many points and you're not being, you're not able to stop Trevor Lawrence from throwing the ball wherever he wants. And you're not able to disrupt him. You're not able to stop the run game. It, it's just kind of, it, it boggles my mind because like, the offense, you know, they're not perfect, and they obviously their biggest flaw right now is turning the ball over. But Kellen Moore has done some really good things with this offense, especially since Dak Prescott returned. He has things that he still needs to improve on as a play caller for sure. But also, Dan Quinn has been in this game for a lot longer. He's been doing, he's been running defenses a lot longer than Kellen Moore has. He should have those answers already, and he didn't in this game. He didn't against the Houston Texans, his and for three quarters against the Colts, he really didn't either. His answer, his answer on Sunday was to bench Kelvin Joseph because he's garbage. That was his answer. Just like and the they still lost. when they benched when they benched homeboy that couldn't block on the right side of the tackle, so they got rid of him and brought in Jason Peters. They're and making they, better. And they decisions. still lost. They still gave up the plays at the final at the final possession to let him get into field position for the field it, goal. In overtime, they went three and out. <laughs> like we I had mean, it, 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 this was a game where each side had exemplary moments and some really fallible moments that's what makes it such a fun and sort of devastating one to argue I'm about um i did want to note to diesel 80 who said the defense gave you the i'm sorry this was not the comment De said um here it is tell me when they get a, a first down or touchdown when they have to have it i'll wait they literally got that two weeks ago against the houston texans and they also had it on sunday against the jacksonville jaguars to take the lead so the idea or the the presentation that the, the offense can't get it done in like crunch or value time is silly to me uh brandon getting away from dan quinn um, this was what I was going to have Aiden fact check, but or somebody fact check. So somebody can if they want. Micah said after the game something like, uh, next time Dak spots me a 17-point lead, I'm never going to lose it. I think he said that after they collapsed against Green Bay. So if somebody can can fact check. So 
Yeah, I, I, I realized it was different, four. but you know, it's like, okay, well, you to, true, Michael, you did not squander a 14 point lead, but you did squander a 17 point lead just a few oh, weeks later. So maybe God. just chill out. Um, so Brandon, focus just on Micah. Does Micah deserve just like a hair of blame? And not that he's not great, but like he's the leader, right? He's supposed to unlock everything. Like, are you know, we've grown to expect ridiculous things from him, but that's who he's been. Are like, does is he and maybe not blame, but is Micah maybe not the same? Is he tired? Is he wearing down? Like, do you, I guess the better question is, do you have even like a 1% level of concern about his overall impact on the game? Not at all. It's Micah Parsons. I think I think the blame would have to go on Dan Quinn's shoulders. I mean, I'll say this: I love Dan Quinn. The scoreboard does not reflect how good the defense has played because how many times has the has the opposing offense been in been on the opposite side of the field? That's just how it goes. It's a short field a lot of times. That's why the scoreboard is what it is. So when I see these these forty point scores, thirty point scores, I'm not that concerned because if you go look at the starting position a lot of times for for the opposing team, it's it's you know it's on the it's on the plus side of the fifty. So it's it's one of those situations where the defense is doing doing the best they can. A lot of times they're holding them to three points. So going back to Micah Parsons, Micah Parsons, I think he is getting getting dragged down. And I know we've talked about it on previous on previous roundtables because he's you know he, you know being on the in the trenches in trench warfare that's that's tougher than what he was doing before as a you know as a, you know pretty much a linebacker primarily. So I think he's just I think he's just worn down because. The Cowboys expect so much from him because he's so darn good. He's he is I call him the unicorn for a reason. He is arguably one of the best defensive players in the league. So I, I don't think it's on him. I feel like I feel like the defense just needs 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 a little tweaking, and it doesn't help when when there's been injuries in different positions. And I will say I will say that you know the Leighton Van Der Essen injury is that's a tough one too because yes he's out for potentially you know for the rest of the, this regular season. So hopefully we'll have him back for the postseason. But that that injury is tough because Van Der Esch has had a heck of a year. He's he's done a lot of work, you know, in the second line. So I, I, again, it's it's not Micah's Micah's fault. Micah can't do everything. There's ten other guys on the field. So for me, I, I can't I, I can't put that I can't put that on Micah. I don't care. He could be the best player in the world. But there's there, so are we going to not blame De, uh, Demarcus Lawrence? Are we not going to blame that's fair? You know, are we gonna, Donovan Wilson? I mean, it, the blame goes for the whole team. You win as a team, you lose as a team. That's just how it goes. All right, so. Last part of this roundtable, we're going to focus kind of on this Eagles game in a weird way. Um, it's not quite, Sturch, I know you disagree. It's not quite got to have it for the Cowboys. Yes, the Eagles need to win to clinch the one seed. These teams are both effectively entrenched into the one and five seeds, respectively. Um, I, I, My personal opinion is that took a little bit of juice out of the matchup. Tony, I know you said that on first and 10. Um, Tony, actually, while we were doing the roundtable last week, you sent in the chat that Micah had the comment about Jalen Hurts and, and how it was really, is it the team? You know, that comment was really blown um, sort of out of proportion. But that take is going to get tested, right? Like if the Cowboys lose on Saturday to the Philadelphia Eagles without Jalen Hurts, Micah's going to be proven right. And, you know, it will be funny that he will be right, but the Cowboys will have lost. Um, I don't know who saw this. Um, I saw this a little while ago, um, threw something up on the site. I don't know if anybody missed it. The Eagles reportedly sent the Jaguars cheesesteaks for beating the Cowboys. Everybody uh, here gave that an eye roll. Um, I don't know if that was led by Nick Sirianni, but I would not be shocked if that were the case. Um, that being the case, Tony, what what is there to gain Saturday? It's the Eagles, right? Like, we all understand the, like, bare minimum division rivalry, et cetera. But, like, are you interested in, like, we got to beat this team. We got to show ourselves. We got to see them, them kind of thrash the Eagles. I want to see them cover. I want to see a win. I don't care even if they lose. They're going to get the five seed anyway. So, so what? Whatever. Blah, blah, blah. Where are you at? I want to see him win the game. You know, I mean, period. I, I, I don't oh. care if it's Gardner Minshew. I don't care if it's Jalen Hurts. Um, at the end of the day, I want them to win 
period, point blank, period, right? Yes, the, the juice of this game has been removed a little bit because they didn't earn it. They had to go win that Jacksonville game, you know, and, you know, hopefully we needed the Eagles to lose some games. But at the end of the day, there are they are things that they can accomplish with this win. It goes above the scoreboard. It goes above the record. Uh, they need to go out there and get right. We've been talking about this defense and Dan Quinn and talking about whose blame is you know, who deserves blame, who deserves what is, is Dak Prescott turning the football over too much is, you know, is Micah Parsons, you know, putting his mouth in his foot in his mouth. Like there are a lot of things that can be sorted out in this game. And it, you know, and that can all be true while understanding that the juice has been taken out a little bit. So um, I I'm sitting here thinking, yeah, we need to go win this football game. We got to get the 11th win and kind of get back on the tracks, but it could have been anybody. We could have played anybody on Christmas Eve and I'd have the same sentiment about it. In how much of you wants to win this game purely because of the like cheesesteak thing, how the Eagles like really celebrated beating the Cowboys back in week six? Like, or is, is that not a factor for you at this point? Are you so like concerned about the Jaguars last year? Like, I don't to Tony's point, like, I don't care who it is. I just need a win. It just so happens to be the Eagles this week. I mean, my thing was, is the juice wasn't taken out when we lost to the Jacks for me, the juice was taken out when Jalen hurt the Jalen hurts injury was announced because I wanted that barometer. I was like, okay, this is a team we're probably going to see in the second round of the playoffs. Well, a lot of it, if we made it to the second round, this team wow, Aiden just guaranteed a Dallas Cowboys playoff win, everybody. So, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> but I, I just, I wanted to see us. I wanted to see how we stacked up against Jalen hurts versus Dak Prescott. We haven't seen it in a while. And so, I st- don't get me wrong. I want to bury the Eagles. And when we bury the Eagles, I'm going to take pleasure in gloating like the Eagles gloated when they beat Cooper Rush. I just, it, it was that moment where I wanted that barometer. And also the cheesesteak, the cheesesteak thing. When Micah Parsons made the comment, everybody was like, just focus on the Jags. You just, did you just give a team prize points for beating the Cowboys? That's just, I don't know. Seems a little bit hypocritical to me. Danny Phantom. Um, is is the Eagles part of this relevant to you, or are you, are you just looking for another opportunity for Mike McCarthy to fail? No, I'm not. I, I'm re- really rooting for Mike McCarthy. Um, but no, I think the first off, the cheesesteak. The thing that I enjoy about that is it just reminds me that everybody just loves to to hate the Cowboys. So to yeah. me, I, I just think it's adorable. When I know? did a little a little clip on this, Danny, and I said when when we say rent free, like. This is why, like the, yeah. those are those are the things. Like that's why we say this. But go ahead. Dan. So, so have your free cheese steaks. I don't care. But I do think the juice is. I think most of the juice is gone. I mean, obviously, you know, it's it's a game that there's a lot of things that are important. But we the playoff the the one seeds out. That's out. The Jalen hurt the barometer that Aiden's talking about. That's out. So really, to me, I'm looking at it totally different. I, you know, we need to stay healthy. You know, and we need to work on some things. So, you know what? We had this question last week. It was our question that we proposed to Team Hattrick is, you know, what's wow. what's what's more important to you? You know, yeah, I mean, you know, do you what do you prioritize? And, and this is one of those situations to where I don't care about the Eagles in that sense. You know, what? just like they beat us with, you know, Cooper Rush, if we beat them with Hurts, who cares? The only thing that matters is what's going to happen in that divisional round. So to me, I want to get to that. I want to get to that as a, a team that's playing better football. That's healthy. So those are the things that matter to me. So what, what I'll be looking for on Saturday is going to be completely different than what I would normally, you know, in a game. B2, are you, do you feel the normal Cowboys Eagles hype or is it a little bit dissipated? Yeah, uh, man, I, like Aiden said, 
seeing the Cowboys go against a mobile quarterback, I think would have been something I needed to see and see that they can defend. But I still think the Cowboys need to bring the, bring the heat like chestnuts on an open fire. Um, I do think that it got to got to keep Christmas alive in this podcast. Uh, you know, I, I really do think that like uh, Danny said, I, I disagree with him last week, but I do agree in the fact that the way that the health is going in this team right now, you don't need to bring so much energy where you're just getting hurt after this game. And then all of a sudden guys are out for two, three weeks, you know, going into a wild card or divisional round. So I do think that there are things that need to be seen of improvement. I want to see the cornerbacks go against two top wide receivers in the NFL and AJ Brown and Devonte Smith, see that they can defend them. So that this way, if they play the 49ers in the playoffs, they're playing guys like Samuel, Ayuk. you know, this is going to be a reoccurring theme. Even if you play Tampa Bay, Right now, you're going to be playing guys like Mike Evans, Chris Godwin. I know they're not playing well right now, but the playoffs, you throw everything out the window. So I need to see stuff like that. And I just want to see them leave this game healthy. That's what I've said, even against the Texans, you know, like win a competitive game, you know, against a bad team and leave healthy. And unfortunately, they didn't do that. So I have to say that the juice is left a little bit, but no matter what, you should just win this game. Just win, move on, keep patting the record and get healthy and improve on things. Your co-host on the writer's block, uh, Brandon, gave you five points for the holiday cheer. I would Absolutely. say um, Shiner's cheer uh, beer is an excellent um, brew this time of year. Um, Chris, Aiden, I know you're both a little too young for that. You guys are like 16 years old. Um, Chris, I'll come to you um, next. You are shaking your head. You're like, hell no. Get out of here, guys. Like, I am I am totally hyped for this game. Um, do you do you honestly feel as hyped as you possibly could? Like, are you do you really not feel like there is no juice taken out of this game due to all the circumstances? From a casual NFL fan perspective, oh, sure, the juice has kind of gone out a little them. bit. No, no, but as a Dallas Preach, Cowboys Preach, fan, as a Dallas Cowboys fan, I hate Philadelphia. I hate the city. I hate cheesesteaks. I hate the Eagles fans. I hate the Eagles. I don't want to see us absolutely just lose that game. And who wants to get swept by Philadelphia? No, there's no juice gone. It's Christmas Eve. I want to wake up Christmas on a victory Christmas, and I want to be happy that the Cowboys won that football game. There's just as much importance. Maybe it's not as important for the standings records, but it's just as much importance as the Cowboys proving that they can beat a good team and they can defend the run and they can do all these things. There's no juice loss for me as a Cowboys fan. Maybe, you know, like from an NFL perspective, sure, you know, we're not getting Hurts first stack. Sure, the the um, division really isn't really on the line. But as a Cowboys fan, of course, I still have just as much juice for this game. I want to see them dominate the Eagles. And honestly, if you're talking about the low point of the season, I won't feel any lower than losing to the Gardner Minshew-led Eagles. So we – so. So like we need to win that game. It's just as important for Cowboys and it's just as important for me because I just I can't stand the Eagles and we can't get swept by them. That would be very frustrating. Brandon Clements, uh, what would be a better win? Or excuse me, a, a better win, the Cowboys against the Gardner Minshew led Eagles or the Eagles against the Cooper Rush led Cowboys? Oh, I, I would say like the Gardner Minshew game. I mean, Gardner Minshew wow. is a, so you think, a good so you think Gardner Minshew is a more impressive quarterback than Cooper Rush? Wow. I, I do. I don't care what anybody says. I watched, I've been watching Gardner Minshew for years. He was great at Washington State. When he came out in the sixth round, uh, back in the back when the Jags got him, I, I thought he was I thought he was ready to be in the league right away. He was he's a talented player. And he, he may not have the fastest 40 time, but Uncle Rico can he, he rushed for I think almost four hundred yards uh, in right. his rookie year with the Jags. So he can move. He can move a little bit. So it's not Jalen Hurts type athleticism, but Gardner Minshew is a, a quality quarterback, and I think I think he is one of the. T- I think he might be the top backup in the league. So I, I don't. I don't care what anybody says. Gardner Minshew is a good player, and it's always hate the Eagles. It's always hate the Eagles. You know, born and raised in Syracuse, New York. 
They took my my favorite quarterback of all time, Don McNabb, right, drafted right. him, yeah. and I had to. Is there a way to mute him or no? You won your national title already, Brandon. Thank you. Uh, well, for, hold on, hold on. I I did not I, I did not like having Don McNabb going to Philly, and I live in an area where it's also it's the Syracuse fans are also Philadelphia fans, so I live in like Philly North. So right. you know, I don't care when they I don't care when they play. It doesn't matter what the records are. I want I want the Cowboys to kick the crap out of Philly, and I want to see that. That uh, that punk uh, Sirianni humbled a little bit because he's a little pompous. Hellman, um, you know, obviously not knowing the context of it, but a cow would would this win be the least impressive win of the season for the Cowboys? Like, what would this win easily like be more impressive than? Like, as far as Cowboys wins this season, I don't know if that question makes sense. Again, like if they struggled and and barely pulled it off last second field goal, it's a different thing than winning forty to three. Uh, I mean, I think it's more impressive than the Texans win for sure. I think it would still rank as a pretty impressive win. Um, and, and that's why I thought it was kind of funny what Micah Parsons said last week. I mean, you know, maybe you can you can debate whether Jalen Hurts, you know, whether he's the MVP, whether he's MVP worthy. But like that is a really good team. They've really built that team all around him. They have a great offensive line, great defensive line. I mean, A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith are still there. You know, they have a really good offense that works really well. And Gardner Minshew you know, maybe I don't love him as much as Brandon, but I do think he's a pretty darn good quarterback. And he certainly has more experience than Cooper Rush does, even after Cooper Rush, you know, played all those games for Dallas. Um, you know, and and I mean, at the end of the day, the Eagles are still a good team and they're still going to be hard to beat. And getting a win over them is still going to be something that is impressive and important. And I just go back to, uh, you know, I mean, I'm an Arizona State guy and he may not coach here anymore, but Herm Edwards still has, the greatest advice ever. You play to win the game. Hello? You play to win the game. So of course, <laughs> Even did the hello. Matters. Even did the hello. That's amazing. <laughs> the juice is still there. This is Cowboys, Eagles. You can't get swept by and you can't lose to Gardner Minshew. You got to win the game. Uh, Eagles wearing their black uniforms, black helmets. So um, definitely, you know, wearing, you know. Dressing up for the occasion. Sturch, you've been waiting to tee off on this like all week. You were like, I'm coming on the round table. I don't want to hear any of this. You were kind of sick of people like, look, you understand the like mathematical part of this, right? Like that, sure. you know, th- that things aren't as up for grabs as they were sure. a week ago. Thanks to the fact that the Cowboys lost, but you want to bury this team. I mean, like, are you at all concerned? We haven't even touched on this about Aiden kind of did, but about visiting this team in the division around. Do you maybe not want to show all your cards? Or you don't care. Cards be damned. Cards be damned. This is a division game. Um, you're more familiar with this. You guys are like, oh, I, I just want to see Dak versus. Her. I mean, did we not see that Monday Night Football last year when we put like we beat him by like a forty burger or something like that? So that's happened. Okay, we we all know that's happened. Um, as far as this game is concerned, you absolutely have to go out there and throttle this team. You have to. Um, I don't care who the quarterback is. It could be Hertz. It could be Minshew. It could be Danny Phantom. It doesn't matter who the quarterback is of the Philadelphia Eagles. You have to win this game. Why? Because you have to show the Eagles. You have to show the Eagles and their fans, right? You got to show them that, oh, my God, we are we are lost without Hertz. We are, we are a complete shell of ourselves without Jalen Hurts. Let them feel that pressure, and then let them feel that pressure the following week when they got to go play the Saints, and then the following week they got to play the Giants, and then the following week they're going to be like, well, what the hell just happened here? We need our guy back. And then a rusty, pompous little mm-hmm, uh, family show, starts family yeah, show. Family show. I, I, listen, you see, I told you I can censor myself. No, but what I'm saying is this. You go out there, you play your best football. We've all got this taste in our mouth of losing to the Jaguars in overtime and in gross fashion, right? You got to get right. They usually do after a loss. And what better recipe? Christmas Eve, spoil these guys. Seriani did the how about them Eagles after that? He's a little 
<laughs> see, see, I'm just. Seriani's a really. They're smart. They, you know, that's just class <laughs> act. Seriani's a class act, and if Dan Quinn were to just give him one right hook, it'd be an end of it. Um, but what I will say is this: the Cowboys have to go out there to prove to themselves that that last week was just a bad bounce of the ball, and they could have won that game. Same thing with the Packers. Same thing with these other losses, where these bad bounces and these bad decisions and maybe bad play calling. They put it all together. Guys, we've seen this team go on absolute tears and destroy teams and run teams off the gym, field, whatever. You've seen it happen. They could do it again, and what better way, man? Just do it against the Eagles and let them feel a little bit pressure. I know they understand that. We only need one win. Great. Don't let it come at the disposal of the Cowboys on Christmas Eve in Dallas. Do not not let them receive their stupid hats and their stupid T-shirts in our locker room. We've already gone down this road with the Giants where they got to sign the stupid wall, right? Don't let it happen again. Smash this stupid team for good. Just smash them. Um, My own personal prediction is that's that's the kind of cut of cheese we get here. Um, You know, Hellman mentioned it, but the Cowboys bounced back with vigor after the Packers lost in Minnesota. Um, and kind of felt like, right, like they were like, oh, we played 90% of a game, right? Let's let's go play 100% and let's see what happens. And, and same sort of circumstances here. By the way, that Packers loss also featured a singular wide receiver catching three touchdowns um, in Christian Watson. It was A. Jones in Jacksonville. Um, all right, so we have one final question or one final sort of template here. But interestingly, we have four ties among you. Uh, so I'm going to split you into duos for this last question, if that is all right with you, Tony Catalina. You know I'm a team player. Are you interested who your partner is, um, Tony? Who do you think it is? It's got to be my, my my guy, Sturge. It's not. It's David Howman. We've got Sturge. <laughs> oh, excuse me, her Sturge. Uh, Tony Catalina and David Howman are team number one. B2, Brandon Laurie, who do you think your teammate is for this final question? Uh, can it be B1? It is B1. The Brandons are going to be taking on uh, everybody else here. Danny Phantom, that means you were on team three. Who do you think your partner is? Oh, I don't know. I'm starting to get worried, though. Sturge. Please let it be Sturge. I, <laughs> uh, I, I, I don't know. Phantom, it's Christmas. It, it would. The whole point of this is to guess, Danny, and like have some fun. You know, I mean, we're all just okay. I, I guess it. I guess it's Aiden. It is Aiden. That means that Chris Holling and Dave Sturcho are on team number four. We're going to go in order clockwise here. If you're watching, if you're not, don't worry. We'll explain it in an audio sense. The template, the question, you guys can attack it however you want, but as a duo. So we're going to award a duo. One team will win tonight's roundtable. You and your partner, if it's it's this lucky too. Um, how does this season go for the Cowboys? It can be a prediction. It can be a prediction for Saturday. It can be a prediction for the season. It can be anything you want. But what what what, what do we have in store? You know, it's, it's Christmas. Wrap this present up for us. Tell us what, what we're going to see over the course of the next four, five, six, hopefully seven, eight weeks. Um, Tony Catalina, David Hammond, you're up first. The floor is yours. Dave, if you want, I'll let you uh, hit clean up and wow. if you let me go first here. I'm all for it. All right. So, you know, on the first of 10 podcast on Monday, I had a little pessimistic view to it. It's not really my nature. Um, when I have Sturge, he, he kind of brings me back, you know, and tells me the positive side of things and the way to look at it. So I'm going to channel a little bit of that. You know, last year they finished 12 and five. I thought that was the year I truly did. I, you know, in my 31 years of life, 30 last year, I thought that was the best team, you know, with the best chance. I think this year when the defense puts it all back together, they figure out who the cornerback two is going to be. They kind of get everybody healthy, kind of stabilize things on defense. I truly do believe this is the best team we've seen in a very long time. And it's because it's led by Dan Quinn and it's led by this defense. So I don't care 
really. I mean, I know in this pod and everybody's talking about, you know, we got to beat the Eagles. I'm more worried about big picture, right? I would love to beat the Eagles Christmas Eve. I would love for my Christmas to be joyful and and and, and happy and merry and all that. But I want the I want the big payback. I want the divisional round. I want to get through the playoffs. I want to see them in their home field and I want to punch them in the teeth then and there. So I do see that happening. Okay. I do think the Cowboys are going to do something we haven't seen since 1996. I think they're going to beat the Eagles in a year where they look like the best front runners from top to bottom. And we're going to put them out of their misery and we're going to end up in the NFC championship game. And then after that, because I haven't seen it in my adult life and really in my whole life to be, I'm not making a pick after that. I'm just going to enjoy the ride, but I'm going to let Howman kind of finish it up. But I'm telling you right now, NFC championship Eagles, put them to bed. You know, I, I think something that we kind of gets, gets lost here because we're so hyper fixated on the Cowboys is the fact that when you look at the whole NFL, there's not a whole lot of good teams out there. Um, most of these teams are average or below average, and you're going to get some teams in the playoffs that have no business being there. Um, so when you talk about the Cowboys and, you know, they haven't been able to put it together a, a complete game very often, they also have put together those complete games. And like we mentioned earlier, like they tend to play down or up to their opponent's level. So if you get into the playoffs, this team has already shown they have the talent, they have the ability, they might not do it all the time, but because they tend to rise to the occasion or sometimes lower themselves, you get to the playoffs, I think that's a good that's a good mixture. And you've also got a coach in Mike McCarthy who has been there, he has done that, he's gotten to the Super Bowl. And, you know, they've they've kind of moved on from the problems that cursed them in the playoffs last year with the 49ers. They're going to be getting Jonathan Hankins back for the playoffs. Leighton Vander is probably going to be back as well. So that fixes some of those problems once you get there. And like Tony said, you know, they're in a good spot right now where they have everything that they need to really go there and get to the conference championship game. And it's really just a matter of they're, they're the only ones that can stand in their way. And I think after all this adversity, they can overcome that. Killer bees. All right. I'm, I'm going to start with this one. So, I think, I think the next three games, I think the Cowboys are going to roll. I think they're going to do a great job and finish it up with three wins to get to the playoffs. And I think, uh, to uh, Tony's point, I think that, that Eagles matchup will be always a fun uh, fun watch in the playoffs. And I do want to see them uh, smash smash the Eagles and end their Super Bowl holds. I don't care when. I just want it to happen. And I think it's going to be uh, – I, I want to see a, a repeat of 93-94. Uh, I want to see Buffalo Bills and Dallas Cowboys in the Super Bowl. And we all know how that worked out times two. So I'm kind of that's that's where I'm going. That's the game plan. I think the Cowboys defense. I think they're going to right the ship. I trust Dan Quinn to fix the issues along the secondary. I think you know Leighton Van Der Esch is going to heal up. I think honestly, you know, in the next couple of games, maybe maybe we kind of you know after the Philly game, maybe we lighten the load a little bit for Mike and let him rest up a little bit, and then get him ready for the playoffs because that's where the games really matter. And uh, I think Dak Prescott is. I don't care what anybody says. I know you guys were talking about it in the beginning. But Dak Prescott's had a, you know, he this past game, even though even though it wasn't a loss against the Jaguars, he played some good football this past week. Uh, he threw for almost 80% on the on the completion percentage. Those two picks weren't really, those weren't on him. So Dak's playing well. I think Dak continues to play well. And as long as they continue with the balance on offense, and they also uh, they also you know they protect Dak obviously, and they keep running the ball. This and then adding T.Y. Hilton in the mix, I feel like in the playoffs, I'm going to call it now. I think T.Y. Hilton makes a play to help the Cowboys, uh, you know, win a crucial playoff game. I just, I'm just calling my shot on that, but I think it's going to be a nice, uh, a nice run uh, deep and uh, hopefully it's a repeat of 93 and 94 against the uh, Buffalo Bills. And we'll, we'll see where it goes. 
I, 93, but whatever. Yeah. I, I, I have to agree with my elder, uh, wiser statesman namesake. Um, you know, you know, I want to see in the spirit of the holidays, the Cowboys exercise the ghosts of playoff past and teams past. I want to see oh. uh, with the past. I want to see them beat Tom Brady in the wild card. And I think that's going to happen. You send Tom Brady off on his little mm. retirement play. And when it comes to the present, I think right now the 49ers are playing the best football in the NFL better than the Eagles. And I think that given what happened last year in the playoffs, the Cowboys have something to prove in that manner. And with the ghost of Christmas future, the, the Eagles and the Cowboys, they are going to be back and back, back and forth for many years to come right now, depending on what happens with Hurts in the offseason, if they do sign them long term. Like these teams are built for the future. Um, and I do think that the Cowboys, like Tony said, I think for me, it's a little bit sweeter if you go into Philadelphia and smack them in the mouth. So to me, I just want to see a little exercise of Christmas past um, and also make it back to the Super Bowl. To me, it's never happened in my lifetime. I've always heard stories and, and fairy tales about it uh, by my father. Um, and it seems nice. Like, listen, everybody loves a good fairy tale. I want it to come true. So in the spirit of the holidays, I want to see all that stuff happen. Sturge, Chris, um, our resident Homer team. Um this, I expect this to be pretty impassioned. Take over, Chris. All right, man. So I was going to say we're going to thrash the Eagles on Christmas Eve. It won't be close. Their confidence is going to be done. We're going to beat the Titans. We're going to lock up Derrick Henry. We're going to make a statement that this run defense isn't as bad as it has been. Defense is going to be righted by the time we get into the wild card. We are going to beat Tom Brady for the first time in eight matchups against us. We're going to send him home. His washed self, he's going to be on the couch. <laughs> And then what gives you more confidence? What gives you more confidence than beating the best football player of all time and getting over that hump? You're going to ride that confidence. You're then going to make it to the NFC Championship game. You're going to send home the Eagles. And then you have all the confidence in the world. The Cowboys are winning their first Super Bowl since I've been alive this year. That's the way this season is going to end. Pretty young crew. We got around here. (laughs) (laughs) Mike McCarthy is going to you know, prove that he deserves his flowers. Dan Quinn is going to prove that he deserves his flowers. And, you know, maybe Kellen Moore can, you know, you know, possibly prove me wrong, but the Cowboys are going to win a Super Bowl this year. I can guarantee it. Oh, Oh, guarantee. Okay. Um, well, I will say this. I said it on the first and 10. Um, I think it's, uh, I think it's very apparent that, um, what is that? I'm, I'm just looking at calendar year. I don't know what that was. I just looked at the private chat for one second. Sorry. Um, anyway, so to my point, um, I said it on first and 10. Oh, calendar year. I get it. Now I get it because I said 92, 93. Yeah, you're losing yeah, points. Yeah, you got to stay organized. This is, Whatever. This is, you know, nobody's going nobody's gonna to give me and, and Chris the, the win here because everybody's going to be like, this is way too optimistic. <laughs> but I will say that when I, on first and 10, as soon as we got done losing to the Jaguars, we're going to be sitting here in February, maybe mid-February, and be like, man, can you believe the last time the Cowboys lost in 2021 was against the Jaguars on a fluke? 2022. Welcome to the calendar year whatever so what i'm saying is this the cowboys have a chance right now once you get in to this dance in this wide open nfc and it is wide open because i've said it all year round about the vikings and we've seen it because their point differential is ridiculous i've said it about the eagles because guess what guys i know they've won a lot of te- a lot of games and i know they beat the brakes off a lot of teams but there was games where they could have been had they could have been had this past weekend against Justin Fields and the Bears. They let, they spotted the Jaguars 14 points. They struggled against the Colts. They battled against the Lions. Like, th- this team has weaknesses. And if there's any year that the Cowboys can get into the dance, guess what? They already did, right? We're there. We have a spot. Doesn't matter who we're playing. It's a team that gets hot at the end wins. And I think that this Dallas Cowboys team is going to go out there and it's going to be, 
you know, a, a, a solid win over the Eagles. I think they're going to they're gonna man up and wear their all whites or whatever the hell they're doing on Thursday Night Football and make it all look nice. We're going to do that and get that done too. And again, the Commanders game means nothing as far as seeding is concerned unless we go into the last week of the year all of a sudden with the Eagles losers of two and us winners of two. That could be a thing, but I don't see that happening. Um, but I will see the Cowboys in the playoffs as the five seed. And I think, yeah, I mean, this guy thinks he's putting Tom Brady down and putting him behind the shed. Tom Brady's going to be a quarterback at the 49ers next year, in case anybody was wondering. Um, but anyway, so I, I think that there's going to be a lot riding on this playoff run. And I know we've all had this stigma on us right now where every time the Cowboys, I, if I had a nickel for as many times as I heard one and done with like uppercase, lowercase type speech, you know what I'm talking about? That, that kind of just moronic debate. Like, we get it, man. We get it. We're one and done every year since 96, right? So what happens now? If the Cowboys win two games, right, and they get to the NFC Championship and they lose, what's the, what's the two and done? What a bunch of losers, right? This team can't get out of their own way as far as the fan base is concerned because there's a lot of fickle fan base members out there, and I've called you all out individually almost to the point where I'm responding to your stupid tweets. Get used to the fact that the Dallas Cowboys, led by Dak Prescott, can win the Super Bowl this year, given the field, given the, the opponents that are in the field, we could win this thing this year. Now, is the window shut after this year? I don't think so. I think there's a lot of camaraderie going on. I think there's decisions to be made and all that crap, and we'll talk about that in the offseason. But for this season, Dak Prescott's one of the better quarterbacks in the league. I don't ever want to hear this whole he's not a top 10 quarterback anymore. That's slander. That's stupid. That's moronic, and that's Shady McCoy. But I would say that this guy has a chance to do – Really, really good things and special things for this fan base to just have everybody just kind of pump the brakes on the whole one and done crap. Uh, team Danny, Aiden, I don't have a clever nickname for you, so go ahead. We don't need one. I, I don't. Uh, I don't. I don't have an answer to this, so I'll go first, so Aiden can actually um, give an answer. But I think that you know the Cowboys are one of a handful of teams, and I thought this at the beginning of the year that could win it all. I think that they're good enough, uh, but. I think that there's a lot of things that could happen that, you know, could get in their way. And to me, this is this isn't a team that's any different. I think it's going to be a lot like other years. Maybe maybe we do get the the ball bounce, you know, the right way um, this time around. Uh, but you know, statistically, probably not. And so you know, going in and having to play an extra game, a road game against Tom Brady, you know, you may scoff at it, but it's still something we've never done before. So that's just an extra variable that could knock us out. Um, I will say this. I want to point out that this Eagles game, one thing that I would like to, I would like to see a Cowboy, Cowboys come out and just trounce them, but I'd also like them to kind of the Eagles to start to think, well, you know, that's how invaluable Hertz is. But to me, you know, we were talking about which is, you know, better. I think there's, I don't think the, the difference between Minshew and Hertz is as, as big as between Rush and Prescott. So maybe it will, you know, lull the Eagles into like a false sense of like, oh, well, we're going to knock them out because we're going to get Hertz. And you know what? You're not that much better. So that's what I'm hoping for. But as far as where we're going to go, I'll let Aiden uh, you know, finish it off. Send us home, Aiden. Well, this is a little tough because I was going to go the route of just predict projecting over the rest of the season because I don't want to predict playoffs because do I think the Cowboys oh. are a top – do I think the Cowboys are an absolute lock as a top two team in the NFC? Absolutely. Do I think they can make the NFC championship? Absolutely. Do I think they can make – the Super Bowl, absolutely I do. Do I project it? Like, 
playoffs are just so fickle that any team can lose to any team on any year. And also, you put us in a bad spot where I'm I'm not going to predict the Cowboys to lose in playoffs. Oh, because... now it's my fault, Aiden. Okay, all right, Ooh. we'll I see mean, how this goes. Okay, let me, let me just say, I think <laughs> all three teams here projected the Cowboys to at least make the NFC Championship. Two of them projected a Super Bowl. I mean, playing the odds. I'm anyway. I'm not going to do that. What I'll say, I'll give an in-depth analysis of how I think the regular season is going to go. Cowboys, like I think all of us, a lot of us have said, going to absolutely dominate the Eagles. I'm going to make some bold predictions here. AJ Brown held to less than 40 receiving yards. Devontae Smith has a good game, but AJ Brown less than 40 receiving yards, no touchdowns. <laughs> Trayvon Diggs locks them up. Dak Prescott hangs. Five touchdowns on the Eagles. Cowboys win. Let's go 41-17. Next Holy week. They, yeah. No, I know. I'm and I'm I'm I'm, I'm waiting for the whole and then they get because, bounced in the first round of the play. Okay. Okay. No, no I said I'm not predicting play. Okay, also let me just say a 24 point win over the Eagles isn't that much more ridiculous than the Cowboys making the Super Bowl. So oh, moving wow. on. Throwing, uh, throwing shade at us. Like it's a, okay. Moving on to the Titans game, I'm not going to give a score for this, but what I'll say is I think it's going to play out similar to the Bears game. I think early it's going to be somewhat of a defensive matchup, like not a lot, and it's not going to be a super high-scoring game. Derrick Henry, yeah, he's going to expose the Cowboys, but I also think Tannehill is going to be able to use his legs and open it up a little bit. With that said, I think the Cowboys win by a couple scores. It's not a super convincing game. And then they rest their starters against the Commanders. Commanders get the win. And so, cliffhanger, where are the Cowboys at at that point? Fifth. That's how I predict the end of the season. But yeah. Um, yeah yes. so, to be clear, you're, prediction you're, fi- you're, you're, fine tur- you're fine turning in the test at this point. Like, I'm the teacher, and I'm like, are you sure? You know, so you're turning in the test right now, Aiden. You're good. And then the Cowboys make the Super Bowl. That's my <laughs> it's, uh, it's the SATs. Right. You don't got to answer every question. Just uh, you a lot of points you're just putting your name on. So um, you all kind of painted a little bit of a picture, kind of told a little bit of a story. And so I've decided um, I was inspired by B2 and I'm going to equate each of you duos and what you told us to Christmas movies the way I see them. This is kind of our Christmas extravaganza. Uh, So that being said, Tony and Halman, you are the night before. I know that's not necessarily a Christmas movie that a lot of people are aware of. Um, Shout out to my coworker, Pete Tweeney, who um, is the me from our chief site at SB Nation, Arrowhead Pride. He recommended this to me. He actually bought this for me last year because he was like, you have to watch it. Um, And so you're kind of the new fresh flavor. I hadn't seen it. So now it's kind of a part of my new annual rotation. And and you're here, right? You're, You're ready. Like this is truly the night before with these, you know, sort of somewhat traditional, somewhat unexpected things that are all going to happen. And I think you both kind of understood that and identified that. Um, so I give you a lot of credit for that. Uh, team B2, Team B squared, Killer Bees, uh, Brandon and Brandon. Um, any Hallmark Christmas movie. Like you guys are, are just kind of wholesome I'll and, take and wonderful. Um, and DJ and, Tanner and, was in it. <laughs> and, um, you know, um, and, and, and kind of just delightful I, I really just kind of felt inspired and brandon you more than anybody uh well be too leaned into the christmas spirit of this all uh not just within this answer but all throughout the night so um you know some some questionable casting but it always lands it always hits and it always somehow some way has 30 million people watching it so uh good for you guys uh chris and sturch home alone i mean i felt like you guys are kind of alone in 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 what you're saying because everybody's like oh man they're gonna they're going to do up, but you guys are like, no, we're going to kick their ass. Like I, we are going to 
put those mounts in our office. Like, I am so sick of this. And I, I love the routes that all of you kind of painted because it truly is the most spectacular path possible. Beat Tom Brady for the first time, Chris. Get get that off your chest. Maybe he does retire. Sorry, Sturge. You you send Tom Brady into formal retirement. You I want to personally beat the Eagles in the divisional round. I don't want to play the Eagles in the NFC Championship because th- that's the bugaboo for the Cowboys. I want them to get over the bugaboo in Philly, the place where every Eagles fan says the Cowboys cannot win. I want the win to come there because I want the title game to be all the way out west. I want the Cowboys, like this whole thing started, to head out to San Francisco to bury Kyle Shanahan with a ticket to the Super Bowl on the line. And then I want Mike McCarthy to rip for a how about them Cowboys in the locker room the way Jimmy did in 1992, Brandon Clements, not 1993. I don't care about any calendar years around here. Oh, come on. Danny and Aiden. Jingle all the way. A phenomenal film, um, but um, something that has a semblance of realism, right? The the struggles and the plights of parenthood um, and, and getting a toy for your child. And then at the very end, sorry, spoiler alert, Arnold Schwarzenegger gives the, the toy to a kid, right? He's like, look, I can have this for my son, but like, I got this costume. Like, life is good here. You take this. It's a, it's a really kind of realistic movie in that particular sense. But my favorite Christmas movie is Home Alone. So I'm going to give the roundtable win to Chris and Sturge. Congratulations. It's the holidays. It's Christmas. And Sturge, you said no one's going to give us this win because everyone's going to say we're too optimistic. Now is the time. As Kevin McAllister's mother said to John Candy, the season of perpetual hope. That is where we are at, Dave Sturge. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know what? There's a lot of people that have no... Everybody looks and they they laugh at the Cowboys, but guess what? I'm here to tell you that me and Chris are the sticky bandits, and we're going to steal a Super Bowl this year, my friend. That's what we're doing out here. We are stealing a Super Bowl right there. It's going to be one heck of a ride. And look, we could fall flat on our face, I'm sure, but it it feels really good right now. (laughs) It's the best Christmas movie of all time, so I'm glad you picked us to be that. I do want to say along these lines, Sturch, a few months ago, you had a tweet um, that was really beautiful. Oh, um, I, I'm I'm going to butcher it so you can remind us what it was. But it was something like someday all of the one and done someday all of the hasn't happened since whatever. I don't know when that day's coming, but someday that day's going to come and those jokes are going to die. It's it's just to the point where that is and, and it's true. That is the ammo. For every non-Cowboys fan, even some Cowboys fans, right? That's the ammo. That's the thing you can hang your hat on for your basically your entire existence. And in that moment, when Dak Prescott's at the podium with his backwards Super Bowl hat on, yeah, he's going to wear it backwards. That's what's going to happen. He's going to wear a backwards Super Bowl hat, and everybody's going to say, well, now what? what what do we do now like they're gonna be up in like ricky bot like i don't know what to do with my hands i what are we supposed to tell them now like the cowboy once they win the super bowl what they got nothing it's over the jokes are over it's finally done we can all rejoice i hope to see each and every one of you at the parade by the way does anybody feel robbed obviously chris and Sturge do not um aiden you kind of submitted the the worst attempt at this whole thing (laughs) (laughs) i'm just not gonna play into your games here rj Hey, you were like, I can't wait to jump on the round table. You know the games. You know the 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 you know sort of tango you signed up for. Uh, I mean, if you, I don't think my prediction would go over well. So I'm I'm refraining. I, will, I played it I strategically. Say, I played it strategically to, to, to the point of reality. Will the Dallas Cowboys win the Super Bowl? Probably not. Like if we're like to Aiden's point, like they probably won't. Like Sturge, sure. if you had to bet your mortgage on the Cowboys or the field, what what would you bet on? The field. Right, like it's right. very hard. It's a very difficult thing. It's hard Danny, to win on Sunday kind of... in week fifteen, let alone the Super Bowl. Like, what are we talking about here? It's very hard to win a football game, let alone the one game left. <laughs> like, 
Danny, do you feel like y'all should have been the Grinch and maybe Aiden is your Cindy Lou Who? No, you know, I, I think you did a great job. And I, I think that's very appropriate because this is basically stir chat on Twitter at every halftime. <laughs> I feel so that is by far for the, the moment of the night. Audience. Very, very well done, Danny Phantom. I will give you your flowers. Uh, Tony, have you seen The Night Before? You have famously not seen any movie. I have not seen The Night Before. Oh no. my God, watch it tonight. That's your homework assignment. It is fantastic. Tony, I promise you, you will watch that movie and text every friend in your life that you love them. Like that, that will be how you end that, you know, that particular movie. Are you a fan of Hannah uh, Miley Cyrus? Yeah, I guess. She's yeah. phenomenal in that movie. Go, go watch <laughs> it. How many, um, do you feel like you should have been a different movie? You and Tony. Well, you know, I, I think I think we should have been the winners. And so I think we should have been Die Hard, which is the best Christmas movie, oh, objectively. <laughs> um, I, I which also one of you is John McClane between you and Tony? Uh, I, I think we're both John McClane. We both embody the spirit. Be John McClane. Okay. <laughs> you just can't do that. And first I haven't of all, seen that I one either. I will say this. And guys, Tony, you've never seen Die Hard? Nope. For, oh, you don't. <laughs> oh, my God. RJ, 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 listen, I'm going to have to expose you right now. Okay. R.J. Ochoa, our fearless leader here at Block. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm has fine with never, ever, ever seen National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. I'm He's totally never right. seen it. He doesn't know who Clark W. Griswold is. He is a Christmas fraud, everybody. That's a good one. Chevy Chase's best character is um, is is Pierce in Community. Daddy Shack. I'm, I'm totally on board with this. Um, but um, but I did go to Kane's, and their whole like theme this time of year is apparently um, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Wow. So I have seen like the holding the lights electrocuted thing. Uh, B two, do you what? Do you have a Hallmark movie that you would like to be B two? Uh, all of them. Uh, listen, they're always on uh, and on point twenty four seven, just like mine and, and Brandon's points. So I'll, I'll take the win on that one. Wow, Brandon Clements, um, do you feel like that aptly describes you guys, or do you feel like you should have been, I don't know, like Frosty the Snowman? Like there are a lot of choices here. Um, any direction we could have gone in? Elf. I mean, I, I like. I always like Buddy the Elf. I mean, that's always that's always a classic. Also, a, a lame so, movie. Very, very upbeat. I'm, you know. I don't. I'm. I'm sick of Elf. I'm really sick. Of I don't like I, Elf. I, Oh, I'm saying, like, on. we don't we don't have to hear the quotes a million times. We don't have to hear like Santa, I know him, blah blah. Like, okay, it's been done, it's been said. That's Will Ferrell is hilarious, but Every he has cursed Christmas our lives because everybody alone. references his movies. So, oh um, come on, you're an angry. Oh, Al, he oh. is an angry. Uh, <laughs> perfectly done, Alman. Wow. Um, who wants to pick the noise that Tony gets to make? I'll let anybody who wants it take it. I thought I thought we had somebody already pick it. I was doing a mustard. You know what, Tony? Um, I would like you. Uh, to give us the sound of a polka, because in Home Alone, polka, um, polka. yeah, <laughs> in Home Alone, John Candy is part of a polka band. So I would oh, like please. you to give us some sort of polka Christmas polka um, and send us into Cowboys Eagles on Saturday night. Unless you have a better suggestion, Tony Catalina. Uh, you know, I like John Candy, so I can do a little polka 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 you can't just say the word like you have to really that's actually what it is some... that's what you're getting i'm not familiar all right tony danny did the the kevin uh scream that mrs mm -hmm. McAllister does i would like you to give us that scream i want you to put your hands over your cheeks and as as high-pitched shriekly as you can and do it give up. us a kevin the way mrs McAllister does in home alone and i want you to direct it to chris and sturge since they were home alone and they won all right Kevin! You have to do the hands. That's the whole point. That's like the signature. That's thing. two separate scenes, brother. <laughs> yeah, that's that's not the same scene. 
Aiden, yeah. nobody asked you. Your answer sucks. <laughs> this is up to Tony. Ah! What are you doing? You you need to slap your face and or that's you don't have to slap your face. I don't think any of us know what he's supposed to do. <laughs> hold your face and say Kevin. That's what we want. I'm missing it. You got to be Kevin and the mom, I guess. Yeah, um, that's what we got to do. We, we're, we got to combine them. I haven't seen the movie this holiday season. I need to rewatch and, and sort of refresh my memory. Maybe up there with Christmas Kevin! vacation. Kevin! That was, oh my gosh. Just... Kevin! <laughs> <laughs>